0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nistler Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, it's Tuma time. It's been a while, but we've got Keith Tuma back to chat with us. Uh, Keith, welcome back to the show.
1: Kev, great to be back. I appreciate the call, and... uh... Yeah, looking forward to chatting with you and catching up. It's been a minute.
0: It, it, it has been a minute, and you've been out and about doing a lot of things, I'm certain. Uh, let's start with Bassmasters. I know you've been active on that circuit for a while. Uh, what's been going on? Well, this
1: year I took the leap and decided to jump in on all nine tournaments. I'm doing the elite qualifier um, division, if you will, and uh, basically that uh, involves the guys signing up and fishing for all nine tournaments um, across the country. And the end goal is if you finish in the top nine in points by the end of the season, after the ninth tournament, then uh, you get an invite to the Bassmaster Elite Series, which is, that's the big time, dude.
0: Oh, yes, it is. Okay, so how's it been going so far?
1: Well, do you want to play by play or do you want to, you just sure, want me to skip no, ahead?
0: Let's play by play.
1: All right, well, I've been, uh, there's, we've had six tournaments so far. We just finished up the last one. But uh, way back in March um, was the first tournament. That was on Wheeler Lake in Alabama. And uh, I don't know how much, how, how much detail you want, but uh, day one was kind of dismal, but day two was phenomenal, so it worked out. I, I uh, finished up 24th out of uh, 225 on that one.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah,
1: that, one, that uh, set the tone for the, for the season. Um, the second tournament, I believe... Yeah, it was Toledo Bend. Yeah, out of many Louisiana. And uh end result there. Wow, oh shoot. <clears throat> Day one. <laughs> okay. Went out and had a really bit a little bit of a rough start. Um I had one fourteen inch bass in the in the boat by oh shoot, I think it was eleven o'clock. And I was like, you know what, this stuff's not working. So I pulled up to an area that I checked in practice, and I thought I could catch some two and a half and two and three quarter pounders. You know, just maybe a three, or three and a half mixed in, get into that 15 pound range. Well, I did. Um, I had a limit uh, fairly, fairly quickly there, and I think the biggest one was probably three and a half at that point. I was like, okay, this is cool. Got my limit. It isn't five minutes later, I kind of work to the edge of this area and make a cast, feel a bite, set the hook. I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> this fish comes up. It's it, it was giant. Nine and a half pounds is what it ended up being. Wow. Um, tied tied my personal best ever, and I got it in the boat, <laughs> and that culled out my 14-incher from earlier in the morning. So that was a very significant cull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a twitchy shaky fella, especially when I get a little excited. Uh, friends, family and people that know me know that. But, uh, so I had to take about a 10 minute break, um, attempt to retie just because that was a giant fish and, uh, well, you don't want to take any chances with the little nick on the line or anything. So stood back up, took a deep breath, kept saying to myself, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Made, uh, I think it was the very next cast and this is literally 10 minutes after I just caught that one, get another bite, set the hook. And that one was a little bit over eight pounds. So, (laughs) um, that called out another two and change, um, left that area just because I'm thinking, what the heck, let's, let's just leave this sit till tomorrow. Fished an area that was close to that, like within a hundred yards, pulled a four pounder. I was like, that's it. That's good for the day. And uh came to the scales day one with twenty-seven pounds fourteen ounces. My personal best big five bass bag ever. Wow. So that okay. had me sitting in second place after day one. So anyway, day two was a little tougher. I probably shouldn't have left day one. Day I did make day three cut, so ended up top ten on that one. Tenth okay. place, which yeah. was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so once again, really, really good for points. And Dropped my biggest bag on the scales ever. That was uh, that was fantastic. And tied for my personal best big bass. But that was the biggest one ever during a tournament. So, super cool. Um, so, we're riding riding pretty high right there after mm-hmm. that one. Um, I think the next one after that was uh, Bugs Island and, uh, or Kerr Lake in Virginia. It's on the border of uh, North Carolina and Virginia. So shot over there, um, had a pretty okay practice. Um, I think I leaned on him a little bit too hard in practice, but uh, I was 45th at the end of that tournament. Um, still out of the 220, I think is what there was on that one. Um, so decent, uh, but the last check place um, on the pro side is 40th place. So just missed a check, and that was ounces. Um, the story behind that one is I had to weigh in a fish that, uh, was a hook a little bit too deep and ended up, uh, ended up passing on me. But, uh, and you can, uh, as per the Bassmaster rules, you can't call a dead fish. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Little little bit of a lesson learned on that one. Yeah. Um, but I did the right thing, kept it, you know, couldn't, couldn't get rid of it. It ended up weighing, it was a pound 10. There's a four ounce penalty for a dead fish. So it was a pound six. Okay. and i had caught several two pounders after that that would have helped but it would have put me easily top 40 if i could have got rid of that one but no big deal okay. so rolled onto the that one I mean, it was a good finish <clears throat> i was i was pleased with that um after that one i believe was wheeler lake back to alabama and that one was fun. A um, lot of fish, good practice, some ginormous catfish. <laughs> um, I think I got one flathead cat that was pushing 30 pounds. Um, really good time. Good battle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, on, to the, on to the tournament. Um, ended up uh, 28th place on that one. So we're hanging in there. Okay. Wow. And I think that's that's four down, uh, number five, and I know I'm just kind of blasted through these really quick. You that's can okay. come back and ask questions if you want later, but if not, no big deal. We'll just progress. but uh, then follow Lake in Alabama, or not Alabama, sorry, in Oklahoma. <clears throat> so we had two Eufalas this year. Uh, the first one was in Alabama, and then now this this current one number five stop was Eufaa, uh, Oklahoma, and what a big body of water. And what a it just fish so uh, different in different sections of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some really, really, really dirty water. There was some some river stuff with some current. Uh, there was some cleanish water, so it was really testing my my abilities and knowledge. But I settled in on two spots. That uh, I thought I could do decent on, and it worked out. I fished as clean as possible, and I think I lost a couple fish that probably would have helped a little bit, but still came in twentieth place on that one. So, pretty decent, not bad, you know. Out yeah. of out of, uh, I think there was two hundred and seventeen boats on that one. Um, anyway, so sitting pretty okay on points as far as that one goes.
0: A lot more Bassmaster and fast talk with Keith Tuma, the Tuminator. next. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander. The Jason
1: can and Girl appears like a grown-up, and this is Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitfamidji.com. I'm Chuck Hasse, a Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan
0: Country. Keith Tuma of Brainerd, my guest today, he is all in on the Bassmaster Elite Qualifying Series, doing all nine tournaments this year. I think six are down, and it's time to get... He's given us a rundown of the first five. Let's find out what happened on the sixth.
1: We just finished up uh, this past week. It was in Waddington, uh, New York, on the St. Lawrence River. And from from the, the areas that we could fish, from Messina, there's a dam at Messina, New York, and we could run all the way past Clayton Clayton, New York, uh, just to the mouth of uh, Lake Ontario, right there they cut it off limits. It was, it's. Uh, let me think about this. Do the math real quick. Right around 98 miles of of river that we could fish. That's intimidating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heaps
1: of current um, in certain areas. Um, just all kinds of different patterns. Any way you wanted to catch bass. Um, small mouth is what I tech or I, I, I focused my energy on. There's really good large mouth in there as well, but, uh, I knew small mouth was going to dominate it. Um, in practice on that one, I, I made the trip down towards the mouth of the lake. Um, and I got a little spooked. I'm not going to lie. I, so I laid up and I stayed close, which there was good fish close, but the, the, the majority of the big bags came from close to the lake and i knew it but <clears throat> i didn't want to make the hour and 20 minute run deal with a fuel stop and uh you know make it, uh, an hour and 20 minute run one way that's cutting into a lot of fishing time you got to quit early get fuel and then make your way back hopefully there's no there's you're not going to run into a ton of barges oh by the way there's barges uh, <laughs> Talk about a a big boat wake or a barge wake. Uh, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll send a bass boat for a, for a little bit of a ride if you hit those wrong. And then there's other pleasure boaters and all that stuff. So anyway, I stuck close and I, I did okay. Um, ended up 75th out of uh, 200 and I think there was 216 or 17 on this one as well not the best finish um not what I was really after a little bit disappointed but on to the next one we didn't lose much in points uh it was kind of tough on on a few of the top 10 guys a few of the other ones did really well so it helped their points but so the long story short we're currently sitting sixth place in points okay for the year wow and if i can maintain Then uh, we'll get that top nine at the end of the season. But three more tournaments to go. When's the next Um, one? Coming up in September, uh, I want to say it's the second week in September. Uh, We'll be down on Watts Bar in Tennessee. And then uh, the very next week we go to um, Lake of the Ozarks in, uh, in Missouri. Yeah. And then in October is the Harris Chain of Lakes in Florida.
0: All right. Okay. So three more fun ones coming up. Wow. Well, that's uh, you're doing pretty well for your first year on the full circuit. On the full circuit. Yeah. This is uh, this is
1: it's it's kind of a surprise, kind of a shock, but uh, definitely having fun with it, and uh, just kind of not putting a ton of pressure on myself to learn a bunch of different techniques. I'm more or less just trying to fish my strengths at this point. So and what... I think that that's what bit me in the, in the couple years pre- previous.
0: So what would you say your strengths are? Well,
1: <laughs> I'm doing some crankbaiting. I'm doing some top water and I'm doing some, uh, just some worm dragging and flipping right now. That's what it's, that's what it's been. Um, I'm targeting specific structure, whether it be rocks or, uh, brush piles or, you know, some some points, but uh, most of the points that i'm I'm targeting have got uh, you know a structure on it, whether it be rock or brush piles. So it's just th- things like that. And I'm trying to find things that are a little bit out of the way um, that guys might not um, be swarming to, if you will. I don't want to fish community holes. Mm-hmm. i I don't do well in a crowd. I need to be off of my own.
0: So, uh, in thinking about the lakes you've been fishing and the waters you've been fishing for, the tournaments, and, and, and particularly the southern waters, how similar or different is it than fishing bass up here in Paul Bunyan country? Whew,
1: totally different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the the other factor on the uh, St. Lawrence River, um, in certain areas, we had a four-and-a-half-mile-an-hour current, so that made things interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, water clarity was very similar to some of the lakes around here. Um, we know we could see 20, 22 foot down, um, you know, similar structure with rock and grass and uh, and sand, uh, zebra mussels. <clears throat> um, most of the other southern lakes, though, um, fish totally different. They're really, aside from Toledo Bend, uh, there isn't a ton of grass. And, uh, up here, we're fortunate enough to have, have the grass and, you know, the, the weed line stuff that we do fish. Um, the, they're really not, I mean, fish are obviously bait oriented here uh, as well, but, uh, the shad thing down south is huge. Um, you've got to put yourself around the shad and the bass are there. They mm-hmm. will travel wherever they have to travel to, get their meal and then they just hang hang with the shad so that's another thing that's been a little tricky
0: but i think i'm picking up on it a little bit well in your fishing up here what do you find in this year i've done very little fishing up here unfortunately
1: i've been on the road quite (laughs) a bit but uh the little bit that i've done it's been it's been grass lines um you know i think uh it was end of June that I fished a fish a little tournament on uh, North Long Lake around here, and the fish were in that anywhere from fourteen to twenty-two foot of water, just cruising the edge of grass. Uh, definitely relating to to bluegill, um, you know, just doing their thing. So throw them a jig and uh, you know, just hang on, set the hook. So <laughs> it uh, that was really fun. Um, I did do a little little fun fishing up on Leech Lake before I went to, uh, New York and, uh, tried to target some smallmouths, but they were being, they were being stingy. I did catch a few, but, uh, that was just targeting rock. Um, never did go play with largies, but, uh, cause I felt I needed to practice the, the targeting specific boulders, you know what I mean? Sure. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm finding here. Um, the shallow bite, from what I understand, just from what people have been telling me, has been a little bit tough this year um, in the lakes area, but uh, there's always fish up shallow. Um, but it just seems, seems like maybe with the, the uh, temperatures and how hot they got so quick and they've been staying fairly warm um, that the fish are wanting to be a little bit on the deeper side.
0: All right, so if we're going out this weekend, maybe plan on being a little bit deeper. What uh, what do you think is the best bet to throw at them?
1: Oh boy. I'm <laughs> I'm a jig guy when it comes to when it comes to fishing deeper structure, deeper weed line, stuff like that, coontail, cabbage, mill um, milfoil even. Um anytime anytime you get into that situation, a jig's gonna be a good bet. Also a Texas rig plastic will be good. And there's the old faithful that pretty much catches everything. Just drop a Senko down there, either Texas rigged on a really lightweight or you can run it wacky style um, either way, or a jig worm. That would work, too. Super finessey type of presentation. Uh, we'll catch pretty much anything in the lake.
0: I suppose you're, like, ready to go, right? You're gearing up already? Well, I'm, I'm getting close. I've got a month <laughs> and a half off before the next one. <laughs> How often do you think about the next one? all the time i was
1: thinking about it before you called i'm not kidding <laughs> i'm starting to do a little research um you know I've, i i did spend a little a little bit of time in pre-practice um out there it was in between toledo bend and kerr or bugs island um i did stopped there for about a week and just kind of learned the navigation of some areas and uh and caught some fish and figured out what they're doing that time of year, which is going to be totally different than in September when they're, when we're there. But, uh, at least I've got a, a little bit of an idea of what the lay of the lake is going to be like. So, but yeah, constantly thinking about the next one and the next three. <clears throat> I just sure. need to put the ones that have already happened behind me and move forward.
0: So I, I presume, you know, you looked at the schedule long ago and, and you, you probably were on. The internet, you know, researching immediately, at least all of the lakes at least once, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Very true. Yep. Well. And well, with the exception of the Harris Chain, I've got a little experience down there, but all the other ones, um, pretty much. Well, follow Alabama, the very first one, I had experience there as well, but I still did a little bit more research on it. <clears throat> um, I did end up getting some some different mapping uh, map chip cards. Uh, from Hummingbird, and I'm running, it's actually the Lake Master for Hummingbird, um, because I'm running Hummingbird Electronics. But uh, I'm running those, the new VX Premiums, and you want to talk about some amazing detail and shading, and it's, uh, it's really opened up my eyes to different, different areas of structure. It just basically makes the maps that much easier to read. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not certain, but, uh, it's well worth it to me. Um, I bought the Mid-South region, region, the Southeast region, the Mid-Atlantic, the Northeast, and I will be purchasing the, the, uh, Central region, uh, for when I'm in, uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Just mapping is, mapping is key. Obviously you can see some stuff on, on Google Earth, which has been helpful too as well. But uh, once you get out on the water, you can. You're staring at your graphs. You need you need the mapping that you can uh, relate to figure out the best to put you in the areas where you're going to feel confident and uh, fish to your strengths.
0: Well, Keith Tuma, before we wrap it up, do you have time for a fast five? Oh my goodness, this again? Yes, absolutely. Hit me with it, and I'll try not to be silly. Okay, here we go. What's up? Best five. Question number one: Dogs or cats? Dogs, hundred percent. You have one right now?
1: I do not, but soon, someday, I hope to again. What? What? What's your favorite breed? Oh my goodness! I've had black labs. I've had golden retrievers. They're phenomenal, and the the, the neatest one probably so far was German Shepherd. Uh, just amazing personalities with those critters.
0: Okay. Question number two: What is your favorite sti- type of pizza, and where's your favorite place to get it?
1: Ooh, well, I do a homemade pizza. How's that? No,
0: oh, okay.
1: <laughs> just to throw you a curveball a little bit, um, I love making a thin crust of my own. Um, yep, with a homemade sauce, and then I just doctor it up with all the the meat and cheese that I want, some onions, some some olives. And uh, maybe even a mushroom or two if my daughter's not around.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, they do affect things, don't they?
1: Yeah, a little bit. They're phenomenal, but she doesn't like them.
0: Yeah. Question number three, it's dessert time. Are you having a slice of pie or a slice of cake?
1: Ooh, cake. Yeah. 100% yeah. on the cake. What, what, I do what? like pie, but cake has got to be.
0: All right. What's your favorite cake?
1: I like the red velvet cake with a cream cheese frosting.
0: All right. Question number four: You have been sentenced to uh, you've been sentenced to fishing purgatory. This means you are okay. able to you get to fish every day for all eternity, but on only oh. one lake. What lake is it going to be? Oh my goodness! Forever, forever.
1: <laughs> Give me Leach Lake, Walker, Minnesota. It's so diverse. Yep. And it's a good-sized body of water, and I could probably fish it forever and not fish everything.
0: Okay, that seems like but a good But I'm going to try. All right. <laughs> and finally, question number five. Besides fishing and hunting, or hunting, what is your favorite sport? Hmm. How about cooking? Oh, hey, I'll, I'll
1: take I, part in that I, I, game. I am... <laughs> All right. I really enjoy um, smoking meats, uh, making bacon, pastrami, um, things along those lines. Um, I just, I, I just get a, a big thrill out of trying different recipes, uh, making food for people uh, during little parties or get-togethers or whatever, family, friends, and uh, just uh, seeing how people react. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but either way, we have a good time and uh, enjoy some food.
0: Well, Keith, before we wrap it up, uh, the big Tuma, uh, you're getting ready for your next tournament. If we want to follow what's going on, how can we do that?
1: Uh, definitely through my uh, Instagram, um, at Keith Tuma Fishing, and or Bassmaster website. That would probably be the best during the tournament. Um, they're always giving live updates, uh, vlogs, and uh, different write-ups, articles. Not to mention the, uh, the weigh-ins um, are live Uh, so there you can watch me and all the other competitors go through the weigh-in line we get a chance to to talk smart for a little bit and uh, if we got some good ones we'll hold them up and smile for the camera as well
0: all right he's keith Tuma of uh of well of bassmaster now getting ready for the last three uh uh, tournaments of uh, what is the series again keith bassmaster open
1: series and i'm i'm doing the elite qualifier division so there's there's It's 174 guys that signed up to to try and get on the the Bassmaster Elite Series, which is the next and final step.
0: All right. All right. We're hoping that that's the next step you take, Keith. uh, We'll be watching you through the fall. Thank you so much for taking the time, and good luck the rest of the way.
1: I certainly appreciate you having me on again, Kev. Let's keep in touch, brother.
0: Hey, before we wrap it up today, let's get you caught up to the results from the fourth annual Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. If you didn't catch the results, and of course this year it expanded into six counties, so the whole Brainerd Lakes area and a number of the big waters in Paul Bunyan country were involved. So, here we go. Third place in the walleye category, Marty McSherry and James Formbacher. Aaron Schmitz and Will Pappenfuss were second, and just eking them out for first place in the walleye division and Winning the $4,000 first prize, Stephen Roller and Aaron Passas. And the bass side, third place went to Joe Oman and Sam Larson. Ben Cumber and Matt Russo were second. And the champs, Chad Foster and Keith Lumley. Winners of the Northwoods Bait and Tackle Big Walleye Award went to Marty McSherry and James Formbacher with a 12.92 pounder. Wow. Keg and Cork Big Bass Award was presented to Chad Foster and Keith Lundley at 5.44 pounds. And the hard times smallest stringers of bass and walleye went to, both of them, went to Jason and Rivers Rylander. Sawyer and Randy Ryerson took home the Kraus Anderson Legacy Bass Award. Charlie Flesh and Dan Fuller won the target walleye, Linder Run the Target Walleye Linder Angling Edge Legacy Walleye Award. And the Dick Beardsley Guide Service Legacy Award went to Cole and Cass Vanderlinden. So congratulations to all the winners and thank you all who participated and helped raise a great amount of money for the United Way of the Bemidji area and Lakes Area United Way in the Brainerd Lakes area. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. As always, thanks for taking the time to be with they us. Shall fall